Welcome to Wellness and Wonder. Today interviewing Lucien Tarnowski. Wellness and Wonder for another episode with the amazing Lucian. So I'm going to make a little introduction before interviewing this amazing idol for me. So people would do anything in this world, no matter how absurd, in order to avoid facing their own souls. So one does not become enlightened in this life by imagining figures of light and uh, by making the darkness conscious. So uh, we never been so conscious about what must be changed to get better on track in this world and in our daily life. Enlightenment means that transformation is taking place. So uh, within us, we must find a higher consciousness. Today with Lucien, we are gonna go through this amazing topic of enlightenment to thrive for a better future, which is what basically what we are going through now. We have to build our future. Like Lucian always says, this is the most important era. And uh, why do we love this word enlightenment so much? Because uh, enlightenment is ego's ultimate disappointment. <laughs> Hello, Lucian. So welcome to Wellness and Wonder. Thank you so much. So delighted to be here. Thank you for having me. So delighted, me too. So uh, I'm sure people know about you, but um, just uh, we can make a little brief of your history, um, why you're here now in Ibiza, what happened in the past to become who you are. Yeah, so my origin story, happy to share that. It's a great place yeah. to start. You just met my brother yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> for the first time. So, I mean, our, so much of what I do is like Steve Jobs says, the, the dots connect in the rearview mirror. And so much of my, my purpose in life came from my parents. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it, it's probably a good place to start. My, my father um, was born in 1929 in pre-war Poland. So he kind of lived through the war, had a very tough experience of, um, you know, being put in prison, being on the run, that kind of thing. And then in, in, in Poland. Uh, and that really shaped him and ultimately then shaped my brother and my childhood. Um, but basically, yeah, dad uh, ended up creating, uh, like was part of creating one of the world's largest communities around disability and leprosy in India. Um, in, 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 he started in the, in the 60s with this um, kind of just unbelievable expedition he led where he he did a hundred thousand miles around the world in his wheelchair in the 60s wow. um, um to assess the situation of handicapped people around the world because he had got polio um uh in, in in the 50s whilst writing the first guidebook for bali interestingly wow. and uh yeah it's like a, a, a really interesting origin story yeah anyway fast forward i i i was raised traveling um, you know, a lot of the world and looking at um, being aware of communities as solutions to um, societal challenges. It was a real focus area of my father. And so, um, you know, I got involved in that foundation very early. I, I Sebastian and I, my brother, um, took over that foundation um, when I was 18 and got involved in um, youth leadership, um, like education programs, vocational education programs. Yes. And, um, and that's where I got really interested in, in talent. You know, one of, one of the 
projects that we had done early on was create a, um, a, a school that focused on training blind girls IT skills wow. and oh, English yeah. language. And, yeah, re really like high, Im high impact um, transformation. And, um, and so I got very interested in this fact that, you know, human capital talent is the world's most wasted resource. You know, we think of wasting energy, water, you know, food, etc. But we don't really acknowledge quite how much we waste our own, you know, human potential in society. We waste so much energy in our everyday life with bad thoughts, bad decisions, bad choices, just because sometimes we have to go deeper into the darkness to feel emotions, while there are so many other ways, Lucian, to reach this depth without falling into this uh, trap of uh, basically being victim of the society. So um, this amazing foundation, does it exist already? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so that's called Take Heart. That was started by... by Uh, my father in 1964 and still still operates. Um, and, uh, and 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 you know that what and the, we have a kind of almost like parent foundation in India that we support that was created by Baba Ante, who was the protege of Gandhi. Wow. And my 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 father's adopted father, kind of my brother and my like adopted grandfather in a sense, who was a great you know role model and inspiration in our lives growing up. Um, and, 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 you know, he, he was, he was very famous in India. He won the Templeton prize and the Gandhi peace prize and UN peace prize and like numerous, very well celebrated. And, um, and, you know, it was with that, that, um, I began a really lifetime journey in and around like this notion of the return to community. Yes. How do we come back to communities? How do we, um, empower communities? How do we financially empower communities? How do we focus on unleashing the collective potential of communities and by that I'm focusing on the on the on on, on the human potential right? how do we create these spaces where we can come into and be at our best and the, the community the design of the community is all about um collective thriving you know the 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 The, the unleashing the potential of each individual stakeholder member of, of that community coalition. Yes. And, um, and, and yeah, that, that's been the journey. I, it, you know, it started in 12 years ago when I started my first company um, called Brave New Talent. Yes. And that was, uh, it was a very early on, um, it, was, it was like a social network enabling people to learn from each other and from organizations around future career decisions. And then it evolved into a whole community ecosystem where we'd work with companies to create a, a digital environment around the stakeholders that they're looking to engage yeah. and, and basically connect, um, uh, connect communities of purpose um, and enable them to share opportunities, share learning, Um, be able to create strategies together and it was that through that work of, of yeah. my former company that I, I, I got, got involved in designing so many like you know I was involved in literally hundreds of multi-stakeholder communities and I started getting really interested in what is this meta story of the role of communities in envisioning the future of the world because I saw like nation states you know is the way we operate most of our kind of global decision making yet they're not they're not really uh 
let's just say they're not succeeding. They're not delivering on the promise. You know, it's like you look at climate change and you look at nation states and it's they're actually like incredibly badly designed institutions for how we can deal with the scale of the challenges that face us. I believe because of the personal interests that these uh, big platforms are not able to save uh, the matter, because uh, as soon as we have personal interests, it, we create this uh, basically inequality. And my, my question regarding this community discussion we are having is how can we combine different actions of people on the scale and on the speed that we need for a smooth transition and uh, with a minimum disruption? regarding this uh, community building because everyone is different Lucian and everyone has different approaches someone is faster someone is not so how can we combine these uh, actions without with the minimum of disruption and uh, with the transitional phase yeah well I mean so for, I, I mean there's so many ways of answering that that question because it's it's, it's 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 so um you know, it's so, I would say, context specific, depending on what the purpose of the community is. Um, but from a bigger, from a kind of the, 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 the from a big picture lens um, perspective, I would say that, you know, the first thing is that um, I believe the future is something to be achieved, not predicted. And so if we can bring teams together and, and different stakeholders together to agree on a, if, you know, some, some will call it a North Star, like that, that goal, that, that, that. Vision. The division, like you always say. The vision, right? Yeah. Our, our, our thinking is from that point, we can actually reverse engineer the strategies needed to get there. And so this is what we've developed with United Planet um, as a kind of think of it as a decentralized society of coalitions and communities that, that are envisioning the future solutions for society. And then the up game, which is the uh, other aspect of United Planet is a methodology for which to time travel into the future, into this immersive reality yeah. where we tell the stories in the present tense of what worked, what delivered on this, on this vision of, of, of the world in 2030. And then how do we, the next step is that once we've got those stories, how do we design financial incentives to do outcome-based financing to get us to those milestones? Yeah. So that's the big, big innovation is that if we can empower communities to be able to clearly articulate their vision, and then from that vision, be able to um, design the milestones and the people, the talent that can be unleashed to get us to those milestones. Yes. Our thinking is that will be able to create an, an engine of transformation where we can rethink and reimagine every aspect of our society to be fit for purpose, fit for this planetary age, you know, fit to be within, if you like, planetary boundaries, you know, so yeah. that we're not creating an extractive system, but we're creating a regenerative system that, that doesn't harm future generations. It's so beautiful. In fact, uh, I've noticed because I, as you, I'm a big uh, fan of uh, 
communities and I love to build a, a community around me because uh, for me sharing the same purpose, achieving it together is so exciting, Lucian. And as soon as you also have this vision in mind, there are so many coincidences and synchronicities that at some point yeah. bring you to this point where you actually experience the miraculous. It's uh, very beautiful. And uh, I would say, um, what's uh, for you the vision, the vision you have of uh, an, so my, my, my question is uh, for, for people to be able to build a community, they have to get out of their comfort zone because uh, as soon as we are brave enough to build our own desires, we don't have to follow anyone else. And of course it's a responsibility. So what's, what would you say, what's the strength we can give to people that are suffering because are a slave of the system or a slave of their daily life and they want to be part of a community, but they're, they're scared of the instability of the beginning. So how can we be so brave to let go of the comfort zone to explore other dimensions with people we trust? Yeah, well, you know, the, the, the most important currency of any community is trust. And that, you know, if we backdrop that with what's going on in society, we're seeing a kind of wholesale breakdown in trust. You know, trust is a lowest level that we've seen in a long time. People just aren't trusting their governments. They're not trusting corporations. They're not trusting politicians. They're not, you know, we've got a real, like, you could say war on trust. Um, uh, so, so I think the, the, key, the key thing is um, finding, um, you know, finding like-minded networks that are envisioning the same change that you're envisioning so a big part of this is like what is your purpose and your unique set of competencies and skills and talents that you could contribute to a um to to a team of teams working to realize that change um, and there's so many of these community initiatives um, that, that exist, you know, impact networks, coalitions, alliances, yeah. you know, and, and they're ready and ripe for reimagination. Yeah. And that's, that's really, the, you know, the way we think about it. And connecting to something you just said earlier, around like this idea of like manifesting your, you know, manifesting your reality, you know, what we're, what we're doing with the, um, with the up game is essentially it's like what we as individuals will often do with like positive psychology, like, you know, that our, our thoughts create our reality. Many people are aware of those things and, and, you know, it's like the secret, right? It's like, we want to, you know, abundance mindset creates abundance. You know, it's not, it's, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not in any way woo to say that it's like your thoughts really do shape your reality. Now, Many individuals know that and are already practicing that in, a, in their own lives. But what we're not yet so good at doing is doing it as a collective. You know, we're, we're not creating groups together to go and say, this is the future that we wish to see. And this is how we're empowering this network to do this like creation process of those of those desirable futures yeah. um and and um and so that's where from a storytelling perspective where i started to realize it's the story that communities tell about ourselves and and, and and the purpose with which we exist that will drive the particular outcomes and their ability to attract others attract funding you know attract the resources they need to realize those visions and so how we can then enable that and enable 
an individual to find their role within a bigger community effort because that's what it's going to take you know we're 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 coming from this like age of the lone wolf where we've really celebrated individual achievement individual success like you know the kind of cult of the entrepreneur almost like the the the, that we've seen in society and and it's kind of come at at a cost in some sense that that there is um you know we 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 we've created this like competitive ecosystem when what we need is a cooperative ecosystem and we need to design the incentives to bring all of the stakeholders that can achieve the collective vision for the future of society to make sure that they're incentivized and able to contribute in a way that doesn't duplicate, doesn't cancel out, doesn't um, create um, the wrong type of competition, but actually rewards cooperation uh, at the ecosystem level, which I would say is exactly how nature does it. You know, nature creates these balanced ecosystems where if any one actor in an ecosystem creates a, 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 a lack of balance, the whole ecosystem suffers. And we're seeing that with, you know, humanist, humanity at large, you know, where we've become a bad actor in many ecosystems with which we live. And that's the whole question of how do we change that? Yes, the collective is the answer, not the more individualistic. I watched a talk you, you had a long time ago and you told something very important to me, which is the educational problems we had from the past. So during the Industrial Revolution, they basically taught us that education means waking up same time every day, going to work. But then what's the collective in there? Like then we become... We are following basically the same system as before, which is totally wrong. Now it's time to basically not feeling tied up to this system and think of the collective more than ever, because that's when we have truly this power, the big power to change things. Not anymore going to the office, doing what they tell us to do, for sure. And uh, yes, Lucian, but uh, so this is a moment of reborn. So we're understanding this transformation. We cannot transform sometimes if we don't die somehow. And uh, I love to compare human beings as a seed. So as a seed to achieve our greatest expression, uh, we must also be completely undone. So the shell cracks and the inside come out and everything changes. But for some people, Lucian, uh, they don't understand this growth and they they feel like they completely they're completely distracted so i would say this is a very important message for people that feel lost or completely um confused it's actually a moment of rebirth and not the opposite way they are changing and you know i think the the beautiful story that many people will share here is that is is the story of metamorphosis and the story like the caterpillar to the butterfly and, you know, the caterpillar has no idea that it's becoming a butterfly as it kind of, you know, goes through this process. Um, you know, the caterpillar thinks it's dying um, and it's probably terrified as the imaginal cells like transform it. And so, you know, I think for a lot of people, change is scary. Yet the status quo, if we continue on the status quo, we are 100% going to destroy the planet 100 percent. it's like so without change we're we're, we're like you yeah. know we're going to extinguish ourselves there's no doubt we're on a pathway to that so we actually have to have this 
we have to transition you know everything from like climate change but it goes way beyond climate change like there's there's many different yeah you know many 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 different transformations that are necessary for us to ha have a a thriving civilization in harmony with all life you know we're, we're, we're a long way away from that and um so i think of this um as you know you talked about the death and the rebirth and it's actually something we've developed we brought into the game is we we symbolize your uh the, the beginning of the game as the death of your present self and we will go through a process where you will let go all of the things that you wish to let go of in the world, your limiting beliefs, your prior assumptions, your conditioning that might have conditioned you to a certain way of thinking, etc. And you'll consciously look to like leave those behind as you transition into the future, into the storytelling role. And then we go through, we introduce an oath. We, we call it the, the United Planet Oath, um, which goes like this. So we are a United Planet. I am Gaian. On my honor, I commit to a thriving civilization in harmony with all life. And so very simple. Think of it almost like what doctors take with the Hippocratic Oath saying, do no harm. But this is to all citizens of Gaia, like all we're all on this planet together. How can we commit to co-creating a thriving society? And so we'll start there and then what we do is as we go through the game experience, we'll lead up to like the, the, the full games will lead up when, when, when we complete with ether and I can unpack that. We, we are developing this um, initiation that we call the twice born initiation. Um, and, and, uh, and it's an interesting concept where by the end of your time together in, in the future, you consciously choose to birth yourself because like all of us, we're born, right? But we don't necessarily know if we consciously choose to birth ourselves or not. You know, we arrived here as infants, but now as adults, we can consciously birth our future self and say, who is it that I want to be? What do I want my role to be in this decade of transformation? And how can I spend some time thinking about what is my, what is my purpose? What is my deepest dharma in this world? Yeah. And how can I do that in a social setting where I can be seen and witnessed by others? And so the idea that we've been developing is that this, this is actually a, a kind of initiation in some sense, like, like, you know, I'm not talking about a, a kind of, a, 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 a sort of, a cult in some sense, but more a, a gamified practice, a gamified ritual yeah. where, where we can witness each other's best self. And we can say, this is who I want to be. This is what I want to contribute. And, um, and our thinking is that that would be um, uh, something that we can experience throughout society because we kind of lost initiations in a way, you know, in the, like, the traditional rites of passage that you may see that, that, that have been how humans made sense of their world for, for hundreds of thousands of years in this tribal setting, we've kind of like, we've lost a lot of those um, meaning making yeah. uh, ceremonies in society. So how can we rethink meaning making around this planetary mission and around um, being a committed member of the team of this transition team that's emerging 
is a, is a lot of what we're thinking about with, with um, the up game being like a cultural experimental layer for how do we galvanize communities to rise to their best. Totally. I would say you are an, an enlightenment thinker, Lucian, because you are a liberal and you are basically toward humanists to support equality and human dignity. I really love it. And also regarding what you just said, let's remember people that success is not about an individual success. You will never be successful if you just work for yourself and if you just be by yourself. Success is when you are able to act upon the world and the community. That's when success is really happening. So people sometimes tell me, oh, Francia, what can I do to have success? Well, start acting upon the good of people around you instead of thinking of yourself, instead of thinking of making money maybe every day. There are so many other things to do apart making money. Money is the, sometimes is the last thing we need because the, we, even though it's energy, I believe we can spread so much more energy that is not only money. So um, regarding equality and diversity uh, about the collective we are going, we are discussing together, Lucian, I believe uh, uh, one of the way to basically delete this concept of inequality, pushing uh, instead the diversity, which is an amazing concept in my opinion, because the more different we are, 